Welcome to the Pharos Fit Podcast, where we help you to explore your capacity to move better, push further, and achieve your limitless potential through fitness, nutrition, recovery, and lifestyle. Hey guys, welcome back to the Pharos Fit Podcast, and welcome back to the Lodge. Uh, back with Brandon today. How you doing, Brandon? Uh, I'm doing. I'm doing pretty good. Doing okay. better, but it's good to be in the Lodge, man. Love yeah. coming up here. You're the, you're our most regular guest. <laughs> I know it's a good thing or a bad thing. Every time Brandon comes here, um, he thinks he's just coming to the podcast and I rope him into like an hour and a half of real work outside, building stuff, trying to get this place up and running. Um, That's secretly why I come up here to get some extra work and <laughs> get some extra exercise. But it's fun stuff, right? It's it's all... I grew up on this. I had an immigrant family. We didn't let other people do work. It was the children, other family members came over and did the work. So I'm, I'm used to it. I enjoy it secretly. I start these things thinking I can do it all myself and then I get three quarters of the way through it and I'm like, fuck, I need help. I'm going to kill myself. So we talked about it. You got to call the guy. Got to call the guy. I've almost died three times today already. <laughs> um, so guys, today I want to talk about uh, cutting. Um, every, you know, once in a while, people are going to want to do a cut. Um, there may be a number of reasons for this. Obviously, in the in the competitive sense, people may be cutting for a show if they're a competing bodybuilder or a figure, um, a person in the sport of figure, then they may want to cut for a show. Um, they may be cutting weight for a uh, a fight or any kind of um, event that has a weight limit. They may be cutting for that. Uh, it may be something as simple as I want to get cut for beach season so that I look good on the beach. It may be a wedding. Um, it may just be an event. You know, it could really be anything, any kind of time when you you really want to lean out as much as possible. Uh, you know, and kind of look your best. Um, this isn't something obviously you can do all the time, and you can't constantly be super cut all the time. There are exceptions with some people, um, just genetically, um, if they're ectomorphs by by nature. Uh, and they, they constantly operate at a low body fat percentage, which genetically some people can. It seems like they're always cut. And, the, you know, you walk around asking yourself, how do they stay so cut all the time? They must eat just perfectly and do everything just perfectly. It's just genetics. Unfortunately, Guilty. yeah. Guilty. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's, it's just the way it is. I know a number of people like this. They always look ripped. Um, and they will be honest with me and say, I don't eat perfectly. I'm not great with my diet. This is just the way that I am. It's just the, the, the just what God has given me. Um, as frustrating as that may be to hear, that is just the way that is. And actually, it shouldn't be frustrating. It should be a relief because nobody is nobody is behaving perfectly all of the time. I guarantee it. Um, but there are times when, you know, like you may want to trim out. Uh, you may want to lean out for for some kind of event like we're talking about. And I just wanted to go over, you know, how it can be done. Uh, some of the protocols that are involved. And um, you know some options that are the, that are available to you when you do want to do a cut. The name suggests a cut that you are going to cut something out of your routine, uh, but we can also think of it as adding something in. So it can be cutting or it can be adding, because it's a it's really a balance of of, of calories in, calories out. We're also trying to metabolize some fat, um, and we're trying to you know reduce uh, our overall uh, consumption of energy um, or uh, at the end of the day our balance of energy uh, energy in energy out should be in the negative so we should be burning more calories than we're consuming um, obviously this can be done by consuming less 
energy, consuming less fuel, or it can be done by burning more calories, using more energy. So it can be cutting or it can be adding, or it can be obviously a measure of both. So in the way that I program, um, in, in, in the uh, the couple of main uh, programs I'm running right now, the, the, the Jim Jones movie prep one um, and the build at Pharos, both are going to come into somewhat of a cutting phase in the next couple of weeks. Um, I start with the, the, the workouts themselves. Now, when you're trying to burn more calories, when you're trying to lose more you know, fat, um, uh, we're less concerned about adding mass. We're less concerned about building huge amounts of muscle. The workouts do change slightly. And we are going to do more kind of what I call power endurance work. So more higher intensity interval type training. There is going to be more cardiovascular work in there. So more work that requires fat as fuel. Um, and there is going to be more, um, more work at lower intensities. Um, so we're not trying to lift maybe as heavy as we were. Um, but there will be an increase in overall volume. Um, of course, this, like we were saying, burns a lot of energy, burns a lot of calories, and that enables us to help us get into that deficit that we're talking about. Um, adding in the, the lower intensity cardiovascular work will help us burn some extra fat to be used as fuel because your body favors uh, fat as fuel when it operates at a lower heart rate. And, you know, hormonally, the reason we, we do leave lifting in there and we don't just do like a bunch of cardio and stop lifting entirely is because obviously we want to hold on to as much lean muscle tissue as we can because we don't want our metabolism to slow down. Remember, if you lose muscle, you lose metabolism. Your metabolism will slow down if you lose muscle. So obviously we don't want to lose muscle, so we want to hold on to that muscle. So we are going to continue lifting. Uh, hormonally as well, obviously, we want to keep our testosterone high and our growth hormone high. So we want to we want to keep lifting throughout the cut. We don't want to, we don't want to cut it out. So our workouts need to be a, a good, healthy balance of these these three things of these kind of this lifting, this higher intensity uh, cardiovascular type work, this power endurance type work, and the lower in, the lower intensity um, aerobic cardiovascular work or the fat burning work. Uh, a lot of people will argue between hit and list, which is better for you. Do I want to operate at low intensity, steady state cardio, or do I want to favor high intensity uh, cardio? Well, both will work. In my experience, a combination of both is the most effective. There's only so much power endurance. There's only so much higher intensity work you can do, especially if you're in a calorie deficit. Otherwise, you'll just burn out. But the lower intensity work, you can tell, you you can tolerate more of it puts a less of it less of a stress on the system and like I said it favors fat as fuel and most of us have a good amount of fat on the body that we can metabolize to be used as fuel so by combining those those three main things over the course of your cut um, I find that to be the most effective now people will say well what's best the answer is always it depends. <laughs> that that's true of both both working out and of nutrition we'll talk about nutrition a lot in a second but this will be different for everybody we are all different people we all react differently to different stimulus we all react differently to different foods um when it comes to working out uh some people respond really really well 
to a lot of lower intensity cardio. Uh, they'll they'll cut really really well that way. Some people respond really well to to a higher intensity uh, cardio. So maybe you add more of that in. Uh, some people get cut just by doing exactly what they were doing, but just by changing their diet. Um, I've seen it a bunch. Um, I have a couple of uh, my my brother-in-law and sister-in-law. Um, they're both uh, competing uh, bodybuilders. Their workouts don't change that much. They will add cardio in more more cardio in, but the the, the main change is diet. Probably eighty percent of the change uh, leading up to an event will be just on diet. Um, so I think people, it's easy to get carried away with what's the the magic kind of workout, what's the magic kind of cycle that's going to get me in the best shape of my life, what's the what's the three hundred workout, what's the Henry Cavill man of steel cutting fat, like there's all these different cutting. What did Hugh Jackman do what to get Jackman ready for Wolverine? for Wolverine? Yeah, all of these, all of these different <laughs> clickbait things. article. There's the secret. We got it. Just click a, it. There's a men's health workout. This is the workout that got. Hugh Jackman in shape. That's out there somewhere. Um, none of it is true. It's all bullshit. Um, <laughs> uh, most of it is is diet and you know often a few other things as well. But that's for that's for another podcast. Um, so let's let's talk about let's talk about diet um, because this is such a huge factor. And I want to I want to break down different options in diet, uh, different examples of diet. Um, and, and different things that can work. Uh, like I said, a lot of the time, some things will work well for, 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 for some people and some things will work well for other people. And there's no kind of like right or wrong. It's just what works for you. So broadly speaking, when you're doing a cut and when you're trying to get as lean as possible, you are going to have to reduce calories somehow. Okay. And there are different strategies for doing this. Firstly, we can just count our calories. It's as simple as that. We can we can use a logging system or we can we can strategize our day, know exactly how many calories are in every meal that we eat. And by the end of the day, we know when we when we calculate how much calorie we, we've expended or the workout that we've done versus how, much, how many calories we've consumed, we know we are in a calorie deficit because there's no way we've consumed enough calories to have, um, to have put us in more, in more calories than we've burnt. Um, now, this often means very boring food. If you, if you look at a, a competing like bodybuilder's diet leading up to a show, the food will be very bland and very repetitive. Boiled chicken, steamed vegetables. Exactly. So, Anything some white else? Rice, <laughs> white rice. White um, rice, yeah. You know, very lean cuts of steak, perhaps. Some will, some won't. Maybe salmon. Um, egg whites. Um, maybe too fatty right there, the salmon, but probably uh, depends. Usually sort of like a white fish, like a lean white fish, um, maybe some broccoli. Um, but it's going to be, like I said, very bland, very repetitive, you know, low calorie, <laughs> high protein type foods. Um, people will, when you have something like that, and we'll talk about protein in a second, but we always want to keep our protein high because we never want to lose muscle. So whether we're cutting or whether we're bulking, we're always going to try and get at least one gram of protein per pound of body weight. No matter what we do, that will always stay the same. So your protein calories always have to stay high. So the one thing we want to make sure of is when we do a cut, we don't want to suddenly wipe out our protein intake because nobody wants to lose muscle. That is not the goal. Keep the protein content high, maintain the muscle. So the caloric deficit has to come 
from carbs and fats, right? Because if I'm keeping the protein the same, my only other two options are uh, carbs and fats and alcohol, obviously. Alcohol is the other one, which hopefully goes without saying you were going to want to cut out. Although I did, uh, I enjoyed Matthew McConaughey's, uh, did you did you read his book? Heard great things though. So when he was cutting for... Um, Dallas Buyers Club? Dallas Buyers Club. He was on a huge caloric deficit, like taking in very few calories a day, but he would always have a glass of wine, no matter what, throughout the cut. That was built into his calories. I enjoyed that. Um, <laughs> but for the most of us, uh, alcohol will be one of the first things to, to, to go, and then we'll really focus on the, the carbs and the fats. Some people will just cut carbs. Uh, some people will just cut fats. Some people will cut carbs and fats. Professional bodybuilder will cut both carbs and fats. Um, Obviously, when you're trying to get as lean as you possibly can, so to compete, when you're when you're really in that kind of like sub seven percent body fat, um, those carbs and fats are going to be very low um, to a point that's unhealthy. You know, um, people say, "Well, why can't you just be lean all the time?" Well, because it's it's unhealthy to be that that lean all the time. Your metabolism will slow down long term if you continue to operate in that fashion with such a restriction on fats and carbs because that's where you get energy from and if you haven't get, got any energy your body will start down regulating metabolism and start eating its own muscle for fuel mm. no one wants to be in that situation long term so you know this this are these are often you know short-term strategies for an extreme result um so you know i don't know whether you've been following uh, the rock for his preparation for black adam he's been talking about it a lot you know for his his main scenes his main shirtless scenes Obviously, he's been very, very strict with diet. Um, Black Adam, know, which movie is this? That's his Black Adam um, DC movie that's coming out I don't know, next year, whenever it is, okay. where he plays like Black Adam, the, the 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 black superhero. So he's got himself in the best shape of his life, without doubt. You know, he's been documenting it on, on Instagram. It's been a fairly interesting uh, journey. Um, and you know, as as he's gotten deeper into the role and closer to those those shirtless scenes, you know the diet's gotten stricter and stricter and stricter. And obviously, you get to a point where you're in a huge amount of restriction, huge caloric restriction, huge carb restriction, huge fat restriction. You know, really focusing on those lean proteins, minimizing basically everything else, um, dehydrating, uh, cutting out sodium, all of those things. You know, so you look for a few days the best you can possibly look. But you can't maintain it long term. So, you know, it's a strategy for extreme results, but then you have to start like refueling, rehydrating and, and re-upping your salts. So um, when we think about when we think about what we're talking about today, you know, bear in mind we, we're talking about like short-term strategies here. This isn't this isn't something long term. But obviously there are varying degrees of this. You know, the bodybuilding example or the, the rock example, it's an extreme example. The rock's getting paid millions of dollars to do that bodybuilders it's their career to do that so they're willing to take the they're willing to go to those extremes are willing to take those risks you know few of us are gonna want to go to to those extremes it's almost like we're paying for their discipline to see like how disciplined right. they can be to put their bodies right. in their but their the spirits but at. the principles are the same as in i have to be disciplined enough to cut something out or to add something in mm. or to be more careful um Yes, I may not want the extremes of what they're doing, but the principles are the same. I have to be willing to change something um, in order to get a new result. If I want to look a way that I've never looked before, 
It's the classic quote, right? If you want to do something you've never done, you have to be prepared to, if you want to look look away, look away that you've never looked, you have to be able to do something you've never done before. Mm. Um, or you have to be willing to do something you've never done before. Um, so, you know, unfortunately, this does take a lot of hard work and a lot of discipline and a lot of restriction and often, you know, um, what's the best way to put this? somewhat of a short temper sometimes when you're you can get grouchy obviously when you're in a caloric deficit you can get grouchy when you're in a carb deficit um we tend to uh, have a short fuse and sometimes take it out on people when we shouldn't when you're low on sugar at all if you're on a... right well and especially because so many people are so addicted to sugar as soon as you start restricting it it's a huge you know it's a huge problem you know you start going into um withdrawal <laughs> and with that withdrawal comes some some horrible side effects like any drug right yeah but it does you know the more you the more you cycle yourself off sugar definitely the easier it gets over time but no matter what you do when you're in this kind of restriction you know it's gonna get it's gonna get harder psychologically um and you know like i said it, it you definitely you definitely have a shorter fuse um so we know we know we have to be in a deficit of some kind. Uh, we know we know you know calorically we have to be in a deficit. We know that deficit's going to come not from proteins but from carbs and fats. Um, some ways to do this, like we said, it may just be as, sim- as simple as cutting your calories um, and strategizing your meals through the day, so you know exactly how many calories you're having, uh, and, and you know that that is going to put you in a deficit. And it may be very bland meals throughout the day. One thing to bear in mind, and and I know that uh, a lot of bodybuilders will go down this route, is that in order to keep your protein, protein synthesis from food becomes very important. So they will try and take in protein every three hours. So, you know, although you're not eating a lot of calories, you're eating frequently. You're eating protein frequently so that you don't lose muscle. So you continue to metabolize protein throughout the day. Okay, so you don't waste away, so to speak. So although you're over, you're, although your your calories are low, your meals are frequent. It's just that every meal is low in calories. Question: Because yeah. a lot of people when they diet, and I hear this about like say regular people, where they're just like, I need to have a snack every three, four, five hours instead of eating one big thing. They eat like that. Is that anything correlated? Because I don't know if these people are actually going to be eating protein in each and every form. Yeah, I think I think like, there's a difference. I, I think. Eating protein regularly because you're consciously trying to not lose, uh, lose muscle is very different from addiction. A lot of people are eating frequently because they're addicted to sugar or they're addicted to caffeine and they're just trying to get a constant pick-me-up because they're in that cycle of like... Up and down, sugar high boost, and low, drop, yeah. Sugar boost, drop, so that they're eating for that reason. So that's a very different consciousness, I think. Okay. Does that answer your question? Yeah, yeah. It's just because most people are like, well, I want to cut down to here. I don't want to eat one big time throughout the day, but... Yeah, yeah, I mean, and again, that that works for some people. Like, I do think for some people, it is better to eat eat more frequently. I think smaller meals more frequently work out better than like huge meals throughout the day. Uh, but that leads us on to our next kind of strategy, which is intermittent fasting, which is a method which a lot of people favor these days. Um, it does work. I've used it multiple times on multiple people, Same. and it's definitely worked. Um, and it, I don't think it's a magical 
thing. I just think it's a good way to minimize uh, calories uh, because when you have a restricted window in which you can eat, there are only so many calories in which you can consume. And I do think your stomach benefits from the rest. I do think you appreciate the taste of food better. I think you metabolize food better. I think your body responds to food better when you do deprive it of food for a while. And and I, I think sometimes people's energy levels are better when they intermittent fast because what we were just talking about with the the, the, the spikes and trough, spike, trough, spike, trough. You mm. don't get that with intermittent fasting. <clears throat> you kind of have a more steady metabolism throughout the day. Um, uh, and then once you do come to eat, you're so ready for those calories. Your body just absorbs uh, absorbs them and they kind of they tend to go where they're meant to go as opposed to being stored as fat. I think people forget that the body is like almost like a machine. And if we can like kind of program it and get it on a consistent basis, just to know like, hey, at four o'clock, we start eating until midnight. And even if it's that eight hour window, yeah. the body's going to work better. Because like you said, it's consistent. It knows when it's getting energy. It knows when it's dying off. It knows when it's saying between these 16 hour windows of you not eating, you're either sleeping, you're doing something else that it knows what to do with the food. It knows where to store it. knows where to keep you balanced. I think that one in particular is a really good one for people to like learn the discipline yeah. of getting on a system. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And then, the, the, you know, the 16-8 is a, is a fairly common strategy for mm-hmm. the, the intermittent fasting. So you you only have an eight-hour window in the day in which to eat. Um, and you've done, you've done the 16-8, so you know it's, it's hard to overeat when you only have eight hours. You think, oh, eight hours, that's a long time. <laughs> You're just not that hungry. Once you, once you have that first meal... You know, it's, it's hard to get, get hungry again. Um, so it's easy to put yourself in deficit when you're intermittent fasting. Mm-hmm. My, the kind of joke I always say, and it's not really a joke, it's kind of, I find it to be true. It's intermittent fasting only works intermittently. <laughs> if you do it all the time, your body kind of adapts to it and it's no longer, you know, a shock. So you don't get the same benefit as if you do it like periodically throughout the year. Um, that said, I know some people who do like intermittent fast all of the time and it does work for them to a degree. Um, I just find that for me, like I said, intermittent fasting works best intermittently. I don't do it all the time. I do it sometimes and I find it works best if I just do it sometimes. It's very popular in the keto community. Yeah. And people are going yeah. to go very low carb. Intermittent fasting is one of their ways to get started. Yeah. Ways to start yeah. training their body. Well, the other one that's popular right now, and it's a form of intermittent fasting, is is the uh, OMAD. You ever heard about this? No, no. What's this Mark one? Bell's been doing it recently. It's one meal a day, just the one meal a day diet. Mm-hmm. So it's basically saying that there is a likely an evening meal which I'm going to consume a fuck ton. It's tough. I'm going to consume <laughs> as much food as possible in this in this one meal a day um, from from good sources, mm-hmm. and then I'm not going to eat again uh, until the next until the ne- that meal the next day. Uh, now that that may seem crazy to some people, um, I don't think it is that crazy actually. I if you've ever read um, The Warrior Diet, um, which is um, uh, Ori Hoffmeckler's original text, which is the first real like intermittent fasting book that I read, you know, it draws on the draws on the example of as hunter-gatherers, we would go out on the hunt all day. We would maybe forage on a few berries or whatever we could find throughout the day. We would try and kill something. We would bring that kill home and then in the evening we would all sit down and have a big meal. So essentially you were just having one big meal a day um, and maybe foraging on a few berries and whatever you could find throughout the day. So I think in terms of the way that we evolved, we definitely did not evolve to eat small, frequent, healthy meals 
that are perfectly counted macronutriently throughout the day. There's no fucking way that was ever possible when we evolved, when we were evolving through time. We can do that now because we have food readily available to us conveniently. We have food companies that will deliver our perfect meals to our door. Our day's not um, worried about chasing the calories we need to survive. Right. They're there for us whenever we need them. Right. Exactly. Um, so I don't think it is that crazy. I don't think it is that wild. And I do think it's effective. Um, if you've seen Mark Bell, he's in great shape and it's definitely working for him. Um, so yeah, that's another, uh, that's another, you know, uh, great strategy. Um, with all this stuff, I will also say that I, I find stuff like intermittent fasting and, and, and OMAD tends to work better on guys than it does on, on women. Just because women's bodies are a little bit more uh, complicated uh, than men's. Their endocrine systems work yeah, a little bit more sensitive. A little bit more, little more sensitive, a little bit more complicated. Um, so, yeah, if you, if you are listening to this and you're female, just, just be aware. I, you know, I, I tend to recommend this more for men than I do for women just because women's bodies are a little bit more, more complicated. Um, another strategy is carb backloading. Uh, carb backloading was very popular probably... I want to say 10, 15 years ago. Um, it's exactly as it sounds. You're putting your carb carb content towards the end of the day. You're backloading your carbs. So let's say when you're doing your cut, you're only allowed 100 grams of carbs a day. You're going to not consume any carbs all through the day, and then you're going to backload at the end of the day. So you're going to consume those carbs in the evening. Kind of the reverse of what we usually talk about, Brandon, where yeah. I'm going to I'm gonna time, time my carbs around my workout and then I'm going to consume fats and protein in the evening. Well, this way, you're not consuming any carbs throughout the day, and you're going to backload them and then consume them in the evening. It does work. I've seen it work. Um, it, like I said, it was very popular 10, 15 years ago. It got great results for some people, and it may well work for you. Uh, again, I think this helps with sometimes the consumption of carbs throughout the day can put us in that cycle we were talking about, that kind of like spike trough, spike trough, spike trough. After you eat a lot of carbs, you can get tired, right? After that initial spike, you can get that big lull, which is why with the carb back loading, you get that lull right before you go to bed. It's like, fuck, I'm tired. I'm going to go to bed. <laughs> Problem solved. I get it. I love my sausage and pasta still. There Italian you go. chef it up. But Whereas yeah, you feel it. You're just like, yeah, you have a glass it. of red wine with it too. Yeah, you're yeah, done. Exactly. <laughs> well, and the problem is during the day, it's like, oh my God, I can't. I, I need some energy from somewhere. I can't sleep. I'm at work or I've got things to do. So then you look for another pick-me-up. Whereas in the evening, like I said, you take in those carbs, you get tired, you get lethargic, you go to bed. So in terms of that strategy, that carb backloading can be can be helpful. Um, carb cycling. Um, this is a strategy that we've been using on the uh, the Jim Jones movie prep. Uh, we've been doing that throughout the cycle, actually. Uh, things are going to tighten up as we cut. But with the, the carb cycling uh, method, you're going to cycle those carbs throughout the week. Some days will be high days. Some days will be medium days. Some days will be low days. Um, on the higher days, I tend to favor like leg days for the higher days because that's the day when I'm going to be burning the most calories. Uh, those are my those workouts that are going to be the most metabolically demanding on leg days. So that's when I'm going to go slightly higher in carbs. So let's say, for example, I might consume two grams of carb per pound of body weight on those days. On my medium days, let's say it's an upper body upper body day. Um, I'm going to consume maybe 1.5 grams of carbs per pound of body weight. And then on my rest and recovery days, I'm going to consume maybe 1, maybe 0.5 grams of carbs per pound of body weight on my low days. I'm going to cycle those throughout the week. Maybe I have two high days, three medium days, two low days throughout the week. 
That way I'm, I'm, I'm cycling my carbs. Uh, I'm, I'm regulating my carbs in that manner so that by, by the end of the week, um, I've consumed lower carbs than I normally would, but I haven't been so restricted that I've got myself burnt out um, and I fuel those those hardest days. I've given them the the respect they deserve, and allowed my body to to con- to take in the carbs that they need to to grow on those days. Um, obviously, when we're doing a cut, like I said, um, we may want to think about reducing those carbs further because I'm no longer so concerned with with gaining mass or building muscle. I'm trying to maintain muscle. Uh, not necessarily build more muscle. So I may want to downregulate those carbs further. Um, you could still operate in this carb cycling manner. It would just be that the uh, the net weekly carbs would go down. Therefore, your, your daily cycle amount would go down. So all of those different days would now be restricted further to, to a lower number. Hmm. But carb cycling, it's a great way to, to downregulate your, your carbs and, and thus downregulate your calories. That's an interesting one to try. I like that one right yeah. there. Yeah, it's, 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 it's super effective. Um, and it, it helps with people who, who are like, I can't possibly, I can't possibly do this long term without some, I gotta have, I gotta have my fucking donut. I gotta have my, if I'm Italian, I gotta have my pasta, right? There's a point where I gotta have it. I still love my, get a nice uh, sourdough bread, Butter up, toasted, just to have it with eggs in the morning. Yeah. Some avocado. It's, it's great. I gotta have my fix. So this way it allows you to kind of have that fix and just, you know, build it into your weekly strategy. Okay, last one I want to draw on here um, is the kind of, if it fits my macros kind of diet. Um, so sometimes it's as simple as I will give someone their macros. Um, it will be, you know, maybe one gram a pound, uh, one gram of protein per pound of body weight, maybe one gram of fat per kilogram of body weight. And then in, when, if I'm doing a cut, maybe 0.5 grams of carbs per pound of body weight. I will give them that target and just say, as long as you hit that target by the end of the day, we're all good. Um, now, I think traditionally, the if it fits my macros method got a bad name because it's like, well, fuck, I can eat whatever I want as long as it hits my macros so I can eat fucking donuts and ice cream and all this stuff as long as it fits my macros. Um, obviously, there are other issues involved with that. Um, we're better off sticking, obviously, to our to our natural foods, um, our foods that exist in nature, that, we, that are not chemically treated, um, that our bodies recognize that can metabolize easily. We've talked about this a lot before. It's not just what you eat. It's what you can metabolize that counts. If you're just eating a, butter, uh, a bunch of stuff that your body can't metabolize or can't use, the likelihood is it will be stored as fat and not used as fuel. And obviously, in this case, we want to be using the, the food that we eat. Uh, we want that food to be readily available and easily metabolized so that we can use it for the, for the tasks that we want to complete. So if you are doing, if it fits my macros, uh, obviously, I would recommend these kinds of foods because they are going to be you know, a, a lot more beneficial to you. Uh, although maybe this 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 method to do degree does give you a little bit more flexibility uh, because it's not so it's not so strict on timing or you know I need to eat this now I need to eat this then it's kind of like as long as you hit the numbers by the end of the day you're all good. How how flexible are you within those numbers? I mean, because I know some people, especially me, I'm a very black and white guy. Like I got to go 40, 40, 20. I got to go 70, 20, 10. Yeah, keto, I, I you think know? within 10 percent is good. Obviously, the closer you can get to it, the better the results are going to be. But you know, most people are going to be like, oh, I didn't hit it. The stress comes yeah. in. 
Don't, I'm not going to show up yeah. at the gym anymore. You because... definitely don't want to get, like, get yourself stressed out by it because <laughs> that, that will lead to more cortisol, which will lead, lead to more storing of fat. Um, but I think, you know, as long as you stick within 10% of the, of the target, you're going to be kind of okay. But with anything, like, the, the, more, the more serious you take it and the closer you get to your numbers, the better the results are going to be. And and the less like the less likely you are to just push the fuck it button. But also it's a sliding it's like, scale. Huh? It's a sliding scale. So if you're at these numbers and you add, oh, I need some more fat, it's gonna move and push each one right. up and down. Right. And it's also that that thing psychologically of like as soon as people make a mistake or don't do what they 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 tried to do, it's like oh fuck it, I'm not gonna bother. This doesn't work. <laughs> um, whereas if you're like okay, like you said, like. Today I went a little bit over. Tomorrow I'll go a little bit under, and I'll, I'll balance it out that way, and I'll be, just be, you know, sensible with it and and, and strategize it. Um, so that's a, that's another great way of doing it. And again, that that can work for some people. If you don't want the, maybe you're you're super busy and you you can't time your 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 food out as, as well as you you might like to. This gives you, like I said, a degree of flexibility, and you'll still you know, be within your numbers um, and everything will kind of like pan out by the end of the day and by the end of the week and by the end of the month. So another great strategy to use. So there's just some ideas for you there, guys. You've got intermittent fasting. Um, you've got the OMAD diet, which we mentioned. You've got um, your, your balanced meals throughout the day. Uh, you know how many calories in each meal and you're just counting calories. You've got your carb back loading. You've got your carb cycling and you've got your if it fits my macros. All of these strategies will work. Which is best? It depends. Some will work better for some people. Some will work, work better for other uh, others. Um, and it really is, a lot of this is just experimenting with our own bodies and seeing how well we respond and, and seeing what works for us. Um, there is no perfect diet. There is no you know, right thing for everybody. Different things work better for different people. Um, and again, like I uh, said, with working out, it's kind of the same thing. Um we mentioned Joe P last week, Joe P's recent transformation. What did he do differently? Well, A, he changed his diet. He was very strict with his, his overall calories and his macros. But B, he, he stuck to his same workout he'd been doing. So he stuck to the build program. He just added steady state cardio in the morning, fasted. And he went for a walk in the afternoon, a 30 to 60 minute walk in the afternoon. Um, this is a great strategy. Um, again, it's cutting, but it's adding. He didn't necessarily cut a ton of stuff out. He simply added stuff in. He added that that uh, morning fasted cardio. Some days he'd just do a 3K. Some days he'd do a 5K. And then he added in that walking in the afternoon. Now, he's the kind of person that always works out, no matter what. So he's been doing build every day for the last six months, let's say. Mm -hmm. So he can't expect to just keep doing that and change because his, you know, his body's used to that. He needs to add something new in. He needs to create a new stimulus. He created that new stimulus with a steady state cardio in the morning and the walk in the afternoon. So he added something to his routine to create a bigger deficit and increase his fat metabolism daily. Those two things worked perfectly for him. And that's that's all he had to do. Um, other people will you know, change their workout more. Like I said, some people will add in more high intensity cardio they'll do maybe more cross training or more crossfit type workouts um but like i said for joe p just adding in that steady state cardio and those walks in the afternoon works wonders for him and um, so that was a great strategy 
for his body type, for the way that his body works. Um, I always talk about running and because if you think about fighters, fighters have been using running to cut weight since fighting began. It's like, I've got a fight coming up. I need to add in my, you, you, when you picture your, when you close your eyes and picture a fighting preparing for a, a fighter preparing for a fight, he's in one of those sweatsuits and he's going for a long run, <laughs> pounding the streets. Floyd Mayweather, five in the morning, four, four just running, five in the morning, car following him. Exactly. Um, and it, because it works, um, nothing helps the body lose weight like running. Um, you know, often people will, will bash running because, you know, bad for the joints, hard on the knees, hard on the hips, hard on the ankles. How bad can it stuff. be? I mean, but, you know, like I said, I, I don't think there's anything better when it comes to, 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 to cutting weight than, than running and adding in running to your routine. Maybe you have great benefit to you. Some people find, you know, as their energy levels get lower and lower, um, as their, their, their caloric intake gets lower and lower, you know, they may switch that running out for uh, walking on the treadmill, walking uphill in the treadmill or uh, getting on the cross train or that kind of thing um, simply because it's it's easier. <laughs> it's easier to do. Um, you can still mimic the same kind of benefits um, without the same demand that, that, that running brings. Um, but for, 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 for a lot of us, um, when we are trying to do just a, a general cut, adding in some running can be really beneficial. So kind of summing this up, um, we talked about cutting versus adding. Um, some people can just cut stuff out. So maybe we cut out some calories. Maybe we cut out some carbs. Maybe we cut out some fats. We always want to keep that protein high. We always want to keep that one gram of fat per pound of body weight. Uh, sorry, one gram of protein per pound of body weight. Um, we want to keep that in. Um, but we want to cut some stuff out. Out in order to put us in that deficit. Another way to create a deficit is to add stuff in. We talked about Joe P. Maybe he added the running in. He added the walking in. Maybe you guys are going to add some more high-intensity cardiovascular work in. Maybe some more cross-training. Maybe some more CrossFit-type workouts to, to boost that metabolism, uh, metabolism further, to shock the body into something new, to create that new stress, um, to, to, to burn those extra calories, to put us in that deficit. Um, some people do a combination of both. Um, I'm going to cut calories, carbs, fats, and I'm going to add some stuff in. So it's that combination of cutting and adding. Um, and I'm going to strategize with one of the strategies that I mentioned to help me create that that deficit. Um, because at the end of the day, it's energy in, uh, energy in versus energy out. I have to be in a deficit if I want to lose weight. I have to be in a deficit if I want to lose fat. Um, I want to be smart with it. Um, like I said, you cannot be in a deficit your whole life. Your metabolism will downregulate. Um, you will find it very, very hard to lose fat at all. In fact, your body will start holding on to fat, maybe gaining fat because your body goes into like starvation mode. And it's like, oh my God, this person is just not feeding me enough. I need to hold on to this fat to survive. Um, so don't think of this as a long-term strategy. Um, I read some good stuff uh, recently by uh, Mike O'Hearn talking about you know, people that do a lot of cardio year round with their workouts really struggle to, to lose weight for a cut because they've, what do you want to do? You're already, you're already doing a bunch of cardio. You're already working out every day. You're already um, really strict with your, with your, with your calories. Where are you going to go from there? You gotta, you gotta think of this as, 
I'm going to really work on my metabolism throughout the year and really work on building a healthy metabolism as much as possible because this whole thing is about healthy metabolism. And then periodically throughout the year, I can strategize these cuts. But I can't think about always cutting all year because I will end up fucking my metabolism. I will end up storing fat um, and I'll put myself in a really bad situation moving forward. So when you do things like that, this, Think of it as a short-term strategy for a specific result and a specific time frame, a time frame that I'm then gonna recover from and then work my way back out of because I want to focus on building back that healthy metabolism. And there's plenty of other episodes where we've talked with other people. Like you said your your in-laws, exactly. um, Ty. We've had him yeah. talking about the different diets. Yeah. And as a fellow former athlete, like it's experimentation, like you said, finding out. What works best for you? Because what's going to work best? Well, it depends. Like you right. said, if we start the episode, you got to experiment a little bit. You got to figure out what works best for you because only you are going to know in the exactly. end of the day. Exactly. And even you, you can have the best coach in the world, but it takes, you know, it takes a, a little bit of understanding of your body. And, you know, I, I think we are, we're living in a dangerous time when, you know, you can go on Instagram any given day and see like the perfect body. Um, you don't know what this person is taking. You don't know what this person is doing. You know, unfortunately, well, not even unfortunately, because I don't even think of it as a bad thing. Because you know, if somebody wants to use, you know, drugs or whatever they're using to surgery, get, whatever, whatever I mean. it is to 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 look that, that they want to look, that's up to them. Have at it. That's their body. Um, but I think we can't compare ourselves to others, and we can't expect you know to get the same result as other people. Um, because we are different, our bodies are different. And, you know, they may say that the danger with it is that they may say they're getting that result from doing one thing, when in truth, the, the reason they look the way that they look is because of other things or other factors involved. Like they may be using certain drugs to get that lean. They may be maybe take, doing certain surgeries to look a certain way. Um, and that isn't clear when you look at a photo on Instagram or, you know, um, a, a video on Instagram or whatever it may be. So bear that in mind. Like that not everything you see is real. <laughs> um, there are there are things happening that you don't know about. So don't compare yourself to others. Find what works for you. Like I said, all of these strategies have their their pros and their cons, and they all all can be very beneficial. It does take you really like finding out for yourself. Um, not being completely reliant on other people and stop, stop letting people tell you what to do. It's great to get advice. Um, it's great to learn from other people. Be open-minded, but be willing to make your own notes. Uh, use yourself as your own guinea pig. Um, find out what works for you uh, and move forward positively with like, okay, that didn't work for me, but maybe I can try this. Um, I found that this worked for a period of time, but then it stopped working. I found that I did this and it was effective, but I felt like shit and I never want to do it again. <laughs> these, these are the things that you go through. Um, like I said, there is no perfect solution. There is no perfect diet. There is no perfect method. There is only what's right for you at that time. Because this is the other thing. Like at different times in your life, different things may work. And that's just the way it is. Got another say on that. You're, <laughs> you're absolutely right. But congratulations, this is episode 50 right here. Episode 50. This is there episode 50 right here. God. Right? Where's the time gone? <laughs> what a time to be alive. Okay, guys, that wraps it up for today. Um, I hope that was helpful for some of you. Uh, like I said, we are coming up to a cut on the 
the Jim Jones um, movie prep program. Uh, if you want to follow that program, you can go to jimjones.com uh, and jump on. Um, all the workouts are on Train Heroic. It's super easy to follow, super helpful. Um, it's a very effective program. People are getting great results on it. Um, if you're a member at Ferris Athletic Club, obviously you can come to Build. Um, I'm going to put some some guidelines on on this nutrition stuff in the in the notes for our next cycle. Um, we are coming up to a, to a new cycle soon, so I'll put this in the notes for you guys. Um, but yeah, um, it's fun to do this every now and again. Uh, it's fun to like really put a, a stricter eye on the nutrition and, like I said, kind of experiment a little bit and see what what happens to our bodies when we do change certain things. Um, so yeah, I, I'm here to help you guys and uh, I will help you as much as I can. Like I said, obviously this is different for everybody, uh, but there are some broad, guide, uh, broad guidelines we can uh, uh, draw upon to help us. Um, and then from there, we can kind of tweak uh, our, our, own, you know, our own methods and our own strategies. Um, but yeah, I hope you enjoyed the episode, guys. I look forward to catching you soon. We are now fully open at Ferris Athletic uh, Club, 1316 Glendale Boulevard. Um, we would love to see you. Uh, so come by and see us soon. Uh, thanks for coming in, Brandon. Thanks for taking the time to come up to the lodge. No problem. Uh, it's great to have you here as always. Okay, thanks, guys. We'll see you soon. Take care.